Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. Merry meet. My name is Amberly, and I'm very pleased to have you join me today. I'm sorry for the delay in today's episode. Uh, my son asked me to spend some time with him last night when I really needed to be doing podcast things, and I obliged. Uh, I'm learning as my children near the time to leave the nest that I really need to spend the time with them while I have the chance. Uh, I say this a lot, and I know it's super cliche. But really, I mean, they grow up so fast. Um, I feel like yesterday my kids were just little tiny humans. <sighs> it's so sad. But I am lucky because both of my children really are, they remain pretty close to me. And both of them like to snuggle, which is really awesome. And so I take advantage of all the time I possibly can with uh, the beautiful little humans I made. Uh, and absolutely and unapologetically, really, um, they are my life. Uh, even when sometimes it causes me to be a little late on some things. Okay, so now let's talk about the Celtic Tree Month of Ash. It is the third month of the Celtic Tree Calendar, and it runs from February 18th to March 17th. Uh, it is the third consonant of the Ogham Alphabet, and it's pronounced Nian. This Ogham symbol is used in Celtic Reiki at the start of a manifestation treatment to connect to the energy required for the treatment. Now, let's talk about the ash itself. The ash tree is part of the olive and lilac family, Alaceae. There are between 45 and 65 species of ash trees, and they grow widely across Europe, Asia, and North America. Uh, in North America, the ash tree is a critical food source for frogs, as the native tree has low tannins and the fallen leaves are a good food for tadpoles. Uh, unfortunately, the low tannin level is also what makes it more susceptible makes them more susceptible to the ash borer beetle. Uh, so they are slowly being replaced by trees with higher tannin levels, like the maple and non-native ash species. Obviously, this is to the detriment of the frog population. So the North American ash is also an important habitat for many insects and birds, uh, as well as nesting bats. And the trees are also a significant food source for many mammalian species. Surprise, surprise, the ash borer beetle that is depleting the native ash species was accidentally introduced by humans in the 1980s. And since its introduction has killed tens of millions of trees in 22 states in the United States, as well as Ontario and Quebec. Uh, this is why you are asked not to transport wood from one area to another because it aids in the spreading of invasive species. Uh, evidence of the ash borer beetle being present is shown by peeling bark or vertical cracks in the bark. Um, holes called galleries in a tree that contain a powdery substance or little D-shaped exit holes. If any of these warning signs are noticed, it's a good idea to contact an arborist for further identification and advice. 
In Europe, the ash tree is threatened by a fungus called Hymenoscyphus fraxineus. It has caused dieback in Eastern and Northern Europe and has infected around 90% of the trees in Denmark. The dieback has also been found in England. As of 2016, the ash tree is considered to be in danger of extinction in Europe. (sighs) Now with all that sad stuff, let's uh, get into the mythology and folklore of the ash. In Greek mythology, the the (laughs) Meliae are nymphs associated with the ash tree. They appear in Hesiod's Theogony, uh, which is not a story that I'm familiar with, but definitely will be looked up later. In Norse mythology, Yggdrasil, the world tree, is an evergreen ash sustaining the nine worlds of the cosmos. The Spear of Odin was made from a branch of the world tree. Uh, And in fact, the first man in Norse myth, Askir, uh, his name literally means ash. In Italian folklore, and you guys know about me and the vampires, uh, a stake made of ash is what kills the vampires. So keep that next to your garlic. (laughs) Uh, Use ash to get rid of energy vampires, right? Uh, So the Celtic name for ash, as I said before, is Nian, and the month under the ash moon is a good time to do magic focused inward, Uh, perform rituals uh, for magical potency, prophetic dreaming, and spiritual journeys. The ash is also used for making magical tools, and they are said to be more productive than tools made from other wood. Ash berries are also thought to be protection against a baby being taken and replaced by a changeling. Uh, They're placed in the cradle of the newborn to keep them safe from the fae. All right, here's a list of associations. Celestial bodies are Mercury, Neptune, Sun, and Uranus. The zodiac is Aquarius, Pisces, and Scorpio. Day of the week is Sunday. Uh, the Ogum alphabet is Neon. It's also associated with all of the elements. Runes are As, Iwas, Gifu, Hagal, and Wen. The tarot card is the Hanged Man. Uh, the ash is also associated with elves and fairies. Goddesses are Frigg, Hel, Hol, Macha, Minerva, Nemesis, and Ostara. Gods are Ares, Belenus, the Dagda, Freyr, Mars, Mimir, Neptune, Odin, Poseidon, and Thor. Animals associated are the goat, the hedgehog, and the rooster. <clears throat> Some issues and intentions uh, to be worked on with the ash are ambition, the astral realm, awareness, balance, change, communication, concentration, connection, creativity, divination, dream work, fertility, healing, breaking hexes, intuition, knowledge, life, luck, peace, power, prosperity, protection, rebirth, self-work, strength, wisdom, and protection against witches and witchcraft. That was a lot. All right, so now for today's spell. Uh, This spell was written by Ellen Dugan and sourced from thegoddesstree.com. 
It's a spell for a, a solar amulet to help through the rest of the winter to chase away the winter blues. Although, honestly, this week in Virginia, it's going to be almost 70 degrees. So probably not something I need today. So I know, but I do know that those of you in the more northerly areas will be in need of this because it's still quite cold there. And those of you in the southern hemisphere should hang on to this spell because you will need it in a few months. So ash is a healing tree, as I've said, and two ash twigs may be fashioned into a solar amulet and the solar energies used to help fight off the wintertime blues. Create this amulet on a nice sunny day. Take two small ash twigs about six inches in length and tie them together into an equal armed cross, which is also known as the solar cross. Uh, then you will fasten a gold ribbon at the center of the twigs and knot the ribbon three times, saying, By the powers of the ash tree, herb magic, and sun, do as I will, bringing harm to none. Then hold the amulet up to the sunshine and bless it with the following charm to ward off the winter blues and encourage healing. I take two ash twigs and tie a ribbon round, a simple solar amulet I have bound. Bring sunshine to my life and guard me, I pray, keeping the wintertime blues far far away. You can hang this amulet in a prominent location in your home or tuck it into your locker or desk at work. The amulet would also be easy to adapt to a pocket charm um, to, if you keep the twigs to about two inches long instead of six, and um, then you will have yourself a little portable solar amulet. So now we're going to do today's card pull. So I pulled today's card from the Illustrated Herbiary uh, by Maya Toll. This was actually my first deck that I have ever owned. Well, my most recent first deck. I had a deck many, many moons ago, but um, it got lost in the sauce somewhere. So hopefully it is honoring somebody else with its presence. Uh, today's card is the White Willow, uh, which signifies the ways of water. Its scientific name is Salix alba. Most people think of willow as graceful and soft, a beautiful tree with weak wood. But she's happy to let you know you have your delusions. Underground, she sends her expansive roots questing for water, the element of emotion, which feeds her extraordinary flexibility. Willow loves to dunk her feet, sampling the the flow of feelings, tasting anger and joy, sorrow and sass. Pliancy allows her to have great empathy without becoming overwhelmed by the emotions of others. Instead, they flow through her like water. If you find yourself armoring up to handle high emotions, call on Willow to teach you the ways of water. And today you actually get a twofer because in the illustrated herbiary book by Maya Toll, every card has a ritual and a reflection. So today's ritual is sending to water. Working with water can help you handle the many emotions you feel over the course of a day. In the morning, fill a bowl with water and place it in a special spot, maybe outside in your garden or in a sunny, sunny windowsill. When you encounter strong emotions, instead of holding on to them, envision sending them to your bowl of water. At the end of the day, offer your water to the earth or a potted plant, asking that your spent feelings be composted to help something new to grow. 
Notice how you feel on the days when you perform this ritual. Notice how water softens and dilutes intense feelings and keeps them from overwhelming you. Are you an empath? Set the intention to send others' emotions to your water instead of letting them swamp you. And now for the reflection. What's stagnant? If you find yourself getting yanked hither and yon by the pull of your feelings, call on Willow to remind you of the importance of letting emotions flow and then go. Emotional waters aren't meant to be stagnant. Still water breeds disease and blood-sucking mosquitoes, gross, and nobody wants that. Call on Willow to remind you to stay open so that emotions can flow through you with grace. Do you know the difference between thoughts which happen in your head and feelings which happen in your body? Can you have a feeling without putting it into words? When you give words to a feeling, do you chew on them like cud, masticating, and replaying the same words over and over again? So as I'm sitting here talking about emotions and such, uh, my Newfoundland has found my robe and he is holding it in his mouth because he's a weirdo. And that's, yeah, he's just a weirdo. So (laughs) that's all for today's episode. Um, I really hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you next time. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.